0: I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is Beanie <laughs> three. This is Oh, hang on to the roof. Anthony for three. That one goes down. Gotta put four fingers on When Torres to the plate, All right, what's happening, everybody? Monday, August 30th, as I am recording. And hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, it's also the 30th. I'm going to try to get this up as quick as possible. Late night last night, so I couldn't record on the day I usually record, which is, you know, hours after a Yankee series ends. But it is Monday, the day after the Yankees split with the Rays. Um... But yeah, man, I had a busy weekend in terms of sports and covering things, so we're going to get to a lot. Um, but Sunday, I couldn't record yesterday. Um, obviously, I was watching the fight. I was watching the the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley boxing, um, I mean, if you want to call it a boxing match, you can call it WWE 2.0, whatever you want to call it, um, so the good thing is I had the Yankees to watch. So I didn't have to waste my time watching that and I don't know if they did triller, but I'm sure they I'm sure they did. I didn't have to waste my time, you know, before the fight, the actual fight itself, watching that, um that whole pop culture basically strip fest. You know, where just a bunch of degenerates go around dancing and artists and celebrities that everybody in my generation loves. I didn't have to watch that, so that was a positive of the night. Because, it, what was it? It was the Asker and Paul fight that we had to watch all that shit. So I didn't have to see that garbage, so that was a positive. Um, you know, My soul still remains clean from that. Uh, but, yeah. And if I actually saw some of the fight. Uh, the boxing match Women's boxing match. The one right before the Paul fight. Which was actually good. I don't know her name was Serrano. Against the Mexican chick. But I mean they were both good. One of them was 18 and 2. Other one was like 41, 1 and 1. And um. Dude that was a really good fight. It went 10 rounds. But of course the Serrano chick won. Um, If that is I'm trying to remember her name. I I think it is. But, you know, we got to the Jake Paul fight. Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul. Now, I I think heading into this fight, a lot of people did expect Woodley to give a better performance than, you know, the 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 three other clowns who fought Paul. Well, I like Asgren, but, you know, the fact that he fought a YouTuber, a retired NBA player, and a retired MMA fighter up to this one, Tyron Woodley just recently cut still in good shape was you know on track to be one of the better MMA guys of his time I think people expected this one to be a little better and we got it we got a good one it started out a bit slow but this thing finally somebody at least went the distance with Paul Um, And I don't want to waste my time talking about this junk because, again, it's just... The whole thing is just a gimmick. It's a money grab. It's it's a shame for boxing that some YouTube playboy has to be the face of the sport now and we can't even get the same amount of revenue generated for pay-per-views like a Canelo fight. That shit's getting half the money, which is a joke. So I don't want to waste my time talking about this, but I did watch it. I was down the street at my buddy's house and... Yeah, you know, I was I wasn't shocked. Here's the thing. I I knew that if it wasn't going to be knockout and it was a close decision, which it was, it was a split decision. I knew that if it went to decision, they would find a way to give it to Jake Paul. I'm not saying Tyron Woodley got robbed. I I think Jake Paul did win the fight. Um one of the judges had it 78-74. Which was interesting to me, but I just don't know. I'm just tired of the whole thing. Uh, People keep saying, "All right, now we have to give Jay Paul credit. Now we have to give no, we don't." Look what he's like. If you're, if you're, if I challenge somebody to a, if I challenge Steph Curry. To a not me, I'm not even good. Somebody who's good, let's say, let's say somebody who's played varsity baseball before challenges Steph Curry to a home run contest and beats him a home run derby. I'm not gonna, you know, that's not shocking. So, how about for now on, how about instead of fighting guys who aren't boxers, he's fighting everybody but boxers. How about he now, 4 0. He's got confidence. How about now you fight a boxer to see what you really made. If now you fight somebody who's dedicated their entire lives to these moments. That would probably be best for the sport. If Jake Paul were to fight an actual boxer who is trained. Because you see the guys they stick in here. And again, Woodley put up a good fight. But you can just tell. They're very unorthodox. They look very awkward up there. They're making McGregor look like he was... I mean... G- now you look back at it, Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather, you got to give him props now looking back at it, but I'm, I'm just tired of it, I'm just, I'm sick of it, I was hoping he would have lost, I was upset when they when they made the call, but yeah man, I'm just like fight an actual boxer and then I'll give you some credit. Once you start developing a resume with actual boxers on your... And it's crazy that this opinion might even come off as controversial. That's nuts to me. That's insane to me. That I want an actual boxing match between two boxers. If this YouTube playboy is going to fight other randoms, I'm not giving him credit. If he wants to call himself a boxer, call himself the face of the sport, the problem child, this and that, fight a boxer first, beat a boxer, I'll start giving you credit. How is that crazy to say? How is that crazy to want this kid who calls himself the face of the sport to fight an actual boxer? You have to fight one. <laughs> I'm just going to keep repeating myself, so I might as well just end it here. And, you know, who knows? it's probably fixed. It's probably fixed. It's all probably fixed. That's how much of a joke this sport has become. BJ Penn called him out after the fight. Tell him not to do you know the little when he licks licks the gloves. Said you're wearing pillows. Look at what I look what I wear. And it's true, man. All these guys want to talk shit. Step into the octagon. Why is it always MMA guys going into the ring? Why are those boxers or whatever this Jake Paul figure calls himself, why are those guys never coming into the octagon? Because they know. They know better. They know exactly why they're not coming into the octagon. Stick to that one skill. But you go in the octagon, it's a whole different dynamic. You've got to be multidimensional. I'm just tired of this whole shtick. It's all a joke. Saturday was UFC Vegas 35. That was actually pretty fun. Didn't see the whole thing, but I saw, you know, the, the main events on uh, the fights on the main card and stuff both of the uh, both of the main events were finishes which was cool the main event you had uh, Giga who was it Chikaze getting the TKO on, on Barboza in the third round it was a five round featherweight bout he gets the TKO in the third You know, uh, Chikaze is a guy who He's got a history, you know. He's that was ninth straight victory now, third straight knockout. He's now seven and zero in UFC, 14 and 2, I believe, in MMA. As a kid who was a kickboxer before he signed a UFC contract in 2019. In the you know, after becoming a contender in Dana White's contender series in 2018. So he's now closer to a top five fight might get that opponent. He has to be a replacement fighter in the upcoming uh event with with Volkanovski and Ortega. Called for a title shot, called for Max Holloway. Maybe Max Holloway gets a shot at him now. Or he gets a shot at Max rather. But yeah, he won this he won this one. He gets the knee to Barbosa's midsection once Barbosa retreated. Chikatse pounced and landed a number of right hands to just to basically end it right there. You're just landing uh, strikes on his head. Barbosa falls to the ground. Basically, just called off from there. Fight's called. There are two tough fights. Two uh, fights from the Ultimate Fighter series. Both went to fighters from Volkanovsky's side, I believe. I was going to watch that series. I started watching it, but I realized that the championship was last or on Saturday. So I just, I was like, there's no point in it. I'll watch next season, but yeah, I hear it's very good. Uh, but it was battle who got Urbina to tap. And then it was, uh, Tercios who defeats Brady. Eastend in a split decision here in that, uh, UFC contract. So those were the two tough fights. And that was pretty much the night. It was a good night. There were some other good fights, but I just can't remember now because I'm recording this on a Monday. Um, oh, they announced Rose Namahuna's Zhang number two. That's going to be added to the UFC 268 card, which I'm trying to attend at Madison Square Garden. That card is stacked as it is already. So now that's on it. Blows my mind. That's going to be Electric. I'm sure it's going to be so pricey. Next week, we've got Darren Till and Derek Brunson. That's going to be fun to watch. Big Darren Till fan. Amanda Nunez, finally, they got the rescheduled date. I think it's sometime in December. December 11th is what I want to say. Going up against Peña, who's probably going to get murdered in the first round. Football starting up. Don't care. Actually, have a fantasy team. Don't care. Probably won't pay attention to it much. I just, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. I like college football. Excuse me. College football is fun, but and I watch the Giants games, but I'm just, I'm just not into it. I just, it's it's boring as hell to me. Football in general. When I was younger, I was into it, <clears throat> but um, now I just can't do it. Mainly just basketball and, and baseball. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, that was it. I mean, I, I mean, that was it. That was the weekend. Just the Yankees series ended disappointingly. Um. And then, you know, MMA Saturday. And then, why does Showtime have this thing on a Sunday, dude? Nobody wants to watch that shit on a Sunday. Hey, that That's why I like, get lacked excitement because you. Yeah, I kept thinking, oh, this fight's gone. You know, it was late, it was past midnight. And I'm like, oh, you know, people gotta get up for work in the morning. I have work at nine o'clock this morning. And so you just keep thinking that. And it kills a lot of the excitement. If you make it Saturday night, it was a very quiet car for UFC relatively, but it's showtime. It was Sunday night. You know, the start of this A-series with the Yankees, the first two games, am I wrong for thinking the balls were like juiced? I mean, it looked like it. Every out was to the warning track. Every home run was blasted. Hard hit balls. It had a lot of carry to it. A lot of life. It felt like it. I don't know if there's any other thing I need to add before we break down the series here. Uh, Luis Hill will be coming out of the bullpen. I think that's so ridiculous. We want to put a reliever in front of him first. He'll still get his starting pitching count. I think that's bullshit. That's what Boone said. Just start the guy. You had him starting before. Why ruin it? Why mess that up? He was going fine. He was 15 and two thirds, no runs. Keep starting the kid. No need to put some BP pitcher Nick Nelson in front of him. Or some substitute teacher Stephen Ridings in front of him. Let Luis Hill pitch. Luis Hill's been doing great as a starter. There's no need to be cute and do all these stupid gimmicky Tampa Bay Ray shit. I, I That pissed me off. If anything, you got to kick Heaney out of the rotation. Heaney sucks. I don't want to see Heaney pitch. Kluber is back, so I'm assuming Heaney's not here. Uh, Kluber is actually pitching tonight against the um, Angels in Anaheim, so it's about a 10 p.m. game Eastern time, or 9.40, I think. So, Let's get into the series. We'll break it down a sec, uh, a little bit. And then we'll go over the report card. And that'll be that. Alright. First, we're going to head to break. Stay with us. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will take you to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. All right. So one second here. Let me make sure this is all set. Yeah, we got to fix this. Hold on. All right. We're good. Um, Yeah. The, the first game of this set. Again, the Yankees keep winning at the time. They take it seven to six. You had Jamison Tyone up against former Yankee prospect James Caprillion. Um, are we good here? Yeah, we're good. Uh, top of the first, Caprillian strikes out the side. There was that questionable call on Judge looking. Then top of the second, you get that questionable call on Gallo striking out looking to end the frame. That's when Aaron Boone gets tossed umpiring wasn't great in this series um, I'm not going to spend my time bitching about it like everybody everybody else would but it wasn't good also on the top of the second Stanton with two strikes gets that home run 436 feet blasts it Guardy then turns on a 3-1 fastball he goes deep it's 2-0 Yankees top of the third comes Velasquez Velasquez has had a good start to his Yankees career. Crushes the curveball for a leadoff double. Rizzo then doubles to left field. Judge then walks and then Gallo lifts one, literally 419 feet after a long, solid at-bat. 6-0 Yankees after three. Bottom of the third comes. Ace kind of chip away here. Chapman turns on Tyon's 3-2 fastball. He goes deep. Tyon misplaces another fastball this time to Murphy. He goes deep at 6-2. A couple of solo bombs. Bottom of the fourth, that's when Tyon those location issues bite him again. He walks Olsen. Then he leaves a curveball to Harrison, who smacks it for a single, first and third. Tyone later walks another batter, Moreland, to load the bases. Then he walks the third batter of the inning, and Chapman, this forces it a run, gets a quick K, then that's when the Andrews 0-2 count single is enough to, to bring out Boone to pull Tile for Abreu. Abreu faces Mark Kenna. He induces the ground out for the third out, but by then it's 6-5 to five Yankees. Then the game's tied in the bottom of the fifth. <laughs> Harrison gets that two out home run to left center off of Brayu. A meatball slider. So three homers for each team. Some big ones too. Excuse me. Some deep ones too. Uh, Brayu then gets the third out, but before you know it, it's six six tie game. Uh, no score for a while, bottom of the sixth. Holmes pitches a pretty clean inning. He's been good for us. Bottom of the seventh, Lasagna gets the job done. He's been great, obviously. Top of the eighth. Meanwhile, Yanks go two for sixteen with zero runs since the Gallo bomb. But finally, Judge gets the leadoff inning here, uh, the leadoff double here in the top of the eighth inning. Then Gallo walks for first and second, nobody out. Later with one out, Gary walks to load the bases, but Guardy pops up. Gio hits into a fielder's choice to end the inning. Gio's back. Uh, bottom of the 8th, Lasagna picks up two more strikeouts. Then finally we score in the top of the ninth off Trevino with two outs. You have Rizzo walking, Wade pinch running for him. He's still second. Judge, then the RBI base hit to right field, clutch hitting. And Judge has been coming through clutch a lot these past few months. That makes it 7-6. to six. Yankees, bottom of the ninth, Chapman gets the save. Kind of abandoned the slider in this one. Goes fastball heavy approach. I think he threw his one splitter in there. But he gets it done. Um, The Yankee Bats go for seven runs on nine hits, four walks, nine strikeouts. No double plays hit into three for seven with runners in scoring position and a stolen base. Judge led with two hits. Gallo, three ribbies. Gardy, Stanton, Gallo all homered. Caprillian ends up going with five innings pitched, six runs. He's a solid pitcher. We banged him around. Tyon another you know dud of late 3.2 innings, four hits, five runs, three walks, four Ks, two home runs, 78 pitches. Location issues. His last three starts now pretty underwhelming, 14 innings pitched, 11 earned runs in those last three starts combined. But I don't you know, I'm not concerned. I think he's going to pitch exactly how he's how his numbers say he's going to be a decent pitcher. And then we go Brayu Holmes, Lasagna, Chapman. 5.1 innings, pitch combined. Three hits, a run, two walks, eight strikeouts in the home run. And the Yankees win. Uh, game two of the set. Friday night. Yankees take this one 8-2. to two. Garrett Cole on the mound versus Sean Mania. Obviously, this is the whole thing before the first pitch. Umpires again. Um... Rendazzo forcing Minaya to change gloves because it was too light. Too light of a, it was, The shade of green was too light, too bright. Uh, top of the first, Manaya gets two quick outs. Then he surrenders a back-to-back, uh, surrenders back-to-back rocket singles from Judge and Stanton. But then Gallo strikes out and leaves them stranded. Yankees. They score in the top of the fourth. Stanton belts a 472 foot homer to center field off of a high fastball just an absolute monster shot go watch that replay if you watch the replay watch Tyler Wade's reaction to it and then I think two batters later you had Luke Voigt going this one was at least 430 to dead center as well but it made this one look like it was nothing Two nothing Yankees after four. Um, you know, Cole kind of laboring, especially in the bottom of the fourth, gets a strikeout, then a one out double he surrenders to Harrison, walks Chapman, then strikes out the next two batters to end the threat. Top of the fifth, the Yankees score more for him. Higgy and DJ back to back singles, Manaya then strikes out Rizzo, Judge works a full count and then pulls one to deep left center for a goner. Five nothing Yankees, a three run bomb. Um, Cole in a jam again in the bottom of the fifth loads the bases with two singles and then a walk but then he overpowers Lowry on an elevated four-seamer upstairs Harrison then tattoos one but Gio makes a nice leaping catch to save uh, two runs Uh, Gio made a couple of nice plays in this game bottom of the sixth Cole finishes his day in dominant fashion Striking out the side, one, two, three. I think it was Chapman, Canna, and Murphy. He goes six innings, six hits, no runs, two walks, nine Ks, 104 pitches. Fastball slider command wasn't there in this one, but he muddles through another scoreless effort. Last 12 innings pitched, no runs. Last 17 and two-thirds innings pitched, one run. Recorded his 200th strikeout of the season And just his 24th start Now he has 4 straight seasons of 200 plus strikeouts It's crazy how that used to be the benchmark For elite strikeout pitches, pitchers It still is I guess But now like you're seeing a lot more guys Top 300 300 seems to be the new 200 Or we're getting closer to that It's crazy to me And it's bad yeah, we, are, we, we talk about this enough um bottom of the seventh, Rodriguez pitches like garbage. One out walk to Pinder, a single to Marte. Olsen then singles to the left side of the infield. This scores a run. Gallo makes a poor throw. Julie doesn't back up home. So Marte scores from first and Julie's pulled for Green later to clean it up, which he did. Walked the batter first, but then he got the ground ball double play off the bat of Harrison. It's five two Yankees after seven. Yankees tack on at the top of the ninth. Finally back on the board after three quiet innings. Velasquez, a bullet single to center field. Higgy shoots a two-run bomb to right center in the gap. And then three singles in a row. DJ Rizzo and Judge, all of a sudden it's eight two-bombers. They want Licky in the bottom of the ninth. He He got the save. The Yankees win. The Bats go for eight runs on 14 hits. No walks, eight strikeouts, and no double plays again. 3-for-9 with runners in scoring position. Judge led with 3 hits. Judge led with 4 home, uh, four RBIs. He also homered, as did Higgy, Stanton, and Voigt. Manaya goes 4.1 innings, 5 runs. Another solid pitcher who we get to. So that was a positive. And then that's the end of the 13-game win streak. That was it. 13 games in a row. Feeling great. But 13 is the number that never usually ends well. When you come across it in whatever fashion. And so the Yankees can't get 14. They lose game 3 of the series. By a score of Oakland 3. New York 2. It's Cortez versus Montas. Bottom of the second. Couple of hard hit outs to Gallo and Judge. Then you get the hard hit double by Pinder to deep center. A walk to Murphy on 4 pitches. Then Cortez surrenders an RBI base hit to Kemp. Then he balks on a pickoff attempt to Kemp. To try and get Kemp. Runner on third base has to score then. And then he escapes the inning. When Rizzo makes that nice sliding catch in foul territory at first. But 2-0 A's after two innings. Bottom of the third. The inning of the replay system. Marte reaches on the throwing error by Odor. Not Geo which just amazing to me how he just got back and he already needed a, a day off. Uh, but later, Marte stills third base. Clearly out, although Boone wasted the challenge in the inning prior, which was upheld. So, in the next at-bat, Cortez hit hard again, this time off the bat of Gomes. He goes right to Odor, who doubles him up, though. It's a line drive. He catches it, steps on third for the tag. But, Clearly looks like it should be overturned, but they call him out on the challenge. Melvin clearly pissed off. The inning ends. And then Kay's whining for the next half inning or inning, just like he did the other day about the glove thing. Bottom of the fourth, Cortez, 89-mile-an-hour heater. Just catches too much plate. And then Chapman takes it 403 feet to to left center field, home run. Later in the inning, he kind of mocks the third base umpire after you know, he attempts to pick off again. He looks right at the third base ump. <laughs> it was pretty funny. He got yelled at for it by home plate umpire. Um, but it, it's 3-0 after 4 innings. He doesn't look like he has it. Top of the 6th, Yanks retired again by Montas, makes it 15 in a row at the time. Then the May walks. But Rizzo makes a third out going down on strike, so still after 6 innings, no hits since the Judge double in the first inning. So 17 batters in a row. Without hitting. Bottom of the six comes with one out. Marcanda reaches on an infield base hit. Nice stop by Velasquez. But the poor throw that Rizzo couldn't handle. Is enough to. uh, To get Aaron Boone out of the dugout. To bring in the righty Abreu to face. The righty Pinder. With the runner on first and one out. Abreu gets out of it. And Cortez. You know a decent line. You know he wasn't great in this one. But he. Again, we say it about Tyone on a lot. If this is the worst we're going to get from Cortez when he's not on, then we'll take it. Five innings in a third, four hits, three runs, three walks, four Ks in a home run. Top of the seventh, Judge ends the skid with a base hit finally. past the diving Harrison at shortstop. He had only two hits. Um, I'm sorry, he was the only two hits for the Yankees at the time. But then Monte strikes Stanton out. Gets Gallo to hit into a double play. Bottom of the 7th, Abreu. 100 mile an hour to, uh, heater to Kemp. He takes it deep to right. Stanton misplays it. It gets a, it gets into a... It bounces off the wall and he gets a double out of it. Nothing scores though. Uh, top of the 8th, the Yankees have a shot with a runner on 1st and 1 out. Odor's at the plate versus a lefty, he strikes out foolishly. Uh, and then instead of pitch hitting Geo, there they wait until a switch hitting Velasquez is up to do so, which was an interesting move. Uh, regardless, Geo gets a chopper to third for the third out of the inning. Bottom of the eighth, yet Gallo robbing Matt Chapman's home run to save Litke's ass. And I hate, I'm sick of like announcers and fans over analyzing when it comes to robbing home runs, we have to like, we have to say, what would have been a home run? Would it have been an extra? He robbed him of an extra base hit. Nobody used to say that. Nobody used to say, oh, he robbed him of an extra base hit. They just said he robbed a home run. Can we just leave it at that? I hate it. A Yankee streak of eight games in a row with five runs or more ends. Uh, Obviously their 13 game win streak ends Again, Uh, Montez, brilliant, man. He was filthy, just like a robot out there, just working quick and throwing heat and some good breaking pitches too. Seven innings, two hits, no runs, a walk, six strikeouts. And another good pitcher that Oakland has. Top of the ninth. Trying to rally here versus our longtime foe, Sergio Romo. Every time he comes in, I feel like we always rally, but always come up short. Every time I see Romo, a lot of years with the Rays, I feel like that was the, the case. I always remember standing up late watching that and being so into it and nervous. DJ lines out to Chapman to start the frame. Rizzo then gets a no-man's-land bloop single to left center. That brings up Judge, who mashes a 1-0 cement mixer slider to left center for the two-run bomb. Now it's 3-2. to two. But then Stanton gets under that one. That one pitch. He could have had it. it. Just got under it. He pops it up to Kemp. And then Gallo ends the game with a weak rounder into the shift. So they come close, but not enough. The streak's broken. Three to two A's win. Bats had just two runs on five hits overall. One walk, seven strikeouts, one double play, and over one in scoring position. Judge led with three hits, Judge led with one home run, and Judge also led with three RBIs. Let's get to the fourth game before we get to the uh, progress report. Yankees lose this one too. Um, what was the final score of this one? Three to one A's, I believe. Top of the first. Well, this was a uh, it was a uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. You had Montgomery versus Blackburn. Originally, I think initially it was supposed to be Luis Heel going, or Nelson starting, and then go going the piggyback but they eventually just went back to what was the original, uh, what was initially supposed to be their plan in Montgomery. Top of the first, LeMay walks, Stanton singles. Judge gets a line out, though, and Gallo hits into a second double play in a row. Two games in a row. Top of the second, Guardy two-out single, but it's wasted. Uh, another opportunity in the top of the third, Wade gets hit by a pitch, and he's caught stealing, but then Stanton singles, but we get nothing out of that. A lot of chances in this game. The top of the fourth, Gallo a leadoff single, but then Voit kills the rally with a double play. Gary later ground out. Bottom of the fourth, A strike first. Monty allows a uh, one out, a couple of one out singles. Then a ground ball to Gio, who makes an error, rushing to field it, and Monty gets a ground ball to Wade, but he's slow on the transfer. So initially in what was a double play, that's overturned, and the run ends up scoring from third to home. One nothing A's after four. Top of the fifth, Tyler Wade singles, but that's wasted. Bottom of the fifth, Gio makes a a really nice catch. You know, he had a couple of errors in this game, but he makes a run-saving leaping catch with two on base for the second out. Then you get the mound visit with Gomes up, who was two for two against Monty at the time. and he gets out of the inning with a ground ball to second. Top of the sixth, Petite in for Blackburn, who threw five scoreless in this one. He gets the job done. Top of the 7th comes. The Yankees finally score. Gary works a leadoff walk on Dick... uh, (laughs) Dykeman. Um, Then he advances on that wild pitch. I'm reading my notes here. I really don't fucking remember a lot of this game. Like, after I watched the fight... That was just the only thing I've been thinking about all day. Um... Guardian Geo strikeout. Rizzo gets the pinch hit played appearance for Wade. He takes Sykman nine pitches. Drills a hard grounder to Chapman. He misplays that one. Then a run scores. Uh, Gary scores from third. Game's tied. a makes a good point. That's why strikeouts aren't just another out. Uh, then DJ lines out to Chapman next. And it's one-on-one after seven. Bottom of the seventh. Lasagna in for Montgomery. Kemp uh, Kemp singles. Andrews pops up a bunt. Harrison fly ball to Gallo. He's out. Marte safe on Geo. Second error of the game. Lasagna then walks Olsen. They mentioned at the time, crazy to me. Olsen had a 32% strikeout rate last year. Down 15% this year. To 16. Batting average is also up 80 points. His OPS is almost up 200 points. He's having a monster year. Big bounce back season. Um... Blake comes out again to visit before Gomes is up. Um, then you have, what's his name? Lasagna going four or five straight, two seamers on Gomes on a one-two count. And then he finally gets him to chase a curveball low and away for the out. Filthy three strikeout to end the inning. So it's a nice little sequence there. Monty goes six innings, six hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts, 83 pitches. He looked good. He had a good pitch mix. Uh, he was, he was uh, 64% of the time he had first pitch first pitch strikes. I think he faced 25 batters. Um, a lot of ground outs with that fastball. The cutter was working well. The sinker looked good, so he was pitching well. Top of the 8th inning, Yankee bats continued to be quieted. The A's staying off of the plate in this one, forcing the Yankees to chase, chase. Fuck. Not that the Yankees were generating a lot of strikeouts. They weren't. Missing a ton. It was just a lot of weak contact because they couldn't barrel it up. They were staying out of the, staying off the plate. Uh, there was no extra base hits for the Yankees at the time. Gallo worked a two out walk versus Guerrero, but then Voigt gets overmatched trying to do too much, and he over swings for strike three. Pressing. Bottom of the eighth. That's you know kind of when it ends. Green comes into the game. Why not lasagna for two? I would have thought about it, but we go Chad Green who's been very inconsistent the last couple of years. Gets a fly ball to Guardi. Guardi made, you know, made a couple of nice plays in this one, too. He had a really nice play earlier in the game. Then he gets a ground ball out to Velasquez. Going to his right, makes the throw across his body. One hops to void for the second out. Mark Canavan doubles over Gallo's head. Then Kemp goes yard on green. Pulls it to right field. Just turning on that inside fastball, first pitch, jumps on it, leaves the park in about two seconds, not even. It's three to one is. Breaks the tie. Sucked all the momentum out. Top of the ninth comes. Yankees last chance, no fight. Gary K, Guardy K, Gio, quick round out to short to end the game. So in all, we had one run on five hits, four walks, seven strikeouts, two double plays hit into, no hits in four at bats with runners in scoring position, a caught stealing and two errors. Uh, Stanton had two hits. Um, nobody had a homer. Nobody RBI. That was it. So a disappointing end to the series, but you know, whatever. If if a split is what we get, you'll take it. Uh, unfortunately, the Rays keep winning, so you know that's that. Six out, uh, but we're still up by a couple of games in the in the first wild card spot. We've got L.A. tonight. Uh, Judge had a big series. He had eight hits, a walk, two home runs. He's been hitting so clutch these last few months. Got to give him credit there because, you know, we always get on him for kind of, I always call him beta in those situations. But now he's starting to show. He's been coming through big. Stanton, obviously, hot too. eight RBIs in the last seven games, four home runs, three seventy during in the span. He's batting three thirty-three with an OPS over 1,000 in his last 24 games. And... You know, not coincidentally, that's that a lot of this is since he started to play the outfield a lot more. He's been in a great rhythm. You know, he's been off off his ass, not just sitting on the bench getting cold and overthinking. Um, and he's been fine in the outfield too, and despite the one mishap this series. I think it was. He's been pretty good out there. And so we're gonna head to break. And <laughs> glad we rushed through that. I really rushed through that one, didn't I? Uh, when we get back from break, though, we're gonna finish off this episode with you know our progress reports, and then we'll get to the question of the day. And that'll be that. I got a lot. To, I got a lot of work to do. I, I'm starting up class this week, so I'm sorry. I, uh, it's not gonna be a lengthy episode. Be right back. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at robjcarbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at nysportstalkrc. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. All right, so let's get run through it real quickly. Um obviously let's let's uh get to these progress reports. It's it's been 5 months now. The season is 5 months in. Just about. So we'll start like like I said before we start any of these, these are based off the own player's expectations, right? So not everybody has the same skill. So keep that in mind. It's it's, it's based off each individual's expectation so for someone like Gary he's going to have a different expectation than Judge's expectations than Wade's expectations Which, so so keep that in mind when you, when you see some uh, excuse me some of the grades that you see uh, but we'll start behind the plate we'll start with the players then we grade the starting rotation as a whole uh, the, the bullpen as a whole then we get to the team we'll go with the team last this time start behind the plate will Gary Sanchez who's batting 216 a 324 OPS a 431 slugging giving him a 70 uh, a 755 OPS 17 homers 13 doubles a triple oh, I do remember that Um I gave him a C plus you know I think he's been okay and that's what a C plus is it's nothing that good but it's nothing bad it's decent it's it's okay he's been better than last year and the year before right he's been more he's been playable he's a playable player who's brought solid production okay production power right I don't think he's incredibly robust like all these um you know Gary Sanchez apologist fans are which you know mostly younger than me you know everybody wants to talk about elite, elite, elite. No, you want to look at an elite catcher. You look at Sal Perez. Go look at him and his numbers. That's elite for a catcher. Okay. What Gary's doing is decent. It's good, but I'm not going to call him elite. And you also take into account that he's not the greatest catcher. So I gave him a C plus. He's been okay. You know, he'll end the year with with you know. Probably 20-something homers, just under 30. If he stays healthy. But he can always get really hot, so you never know. But I feel like it's been a bit. He's not been cold lately, but it's been a bit since he's been hot. You know, when he goes on one of his runs. Um, Higgy, uh, you know, no need to. just For a player, a backup catcher, he's been fine. I see. And again, remember what I said about the scale. Voight, B-. minus. He's starting to hit, man. You know, he's batting 259, 787 now. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out the rest of the way. But, you know, I I gave him a minus. B-. He's been pretty productive. Rizzo, I also gave a B-. minus. He's had some ups and downs. He started out really hot with the Yankees. Then went on the COVID list, and he's not exactly been the same since. Um, I don't want to look at the numbers with him because that's very deceiving because it's a smaller sample size. But his defense has been very good. His at bats are very quality. And he's been you know powerful too. So I gave him a B minus at first base. Uh you slide over the second. DJ gets a C plus. Not quite having the greatest of years. Um, you know one second here. Let me just make sure this is all set. C plus. He's been good defensively, playing where they need him to play, but his offense has not been there. Not not been, you know, great. <clears throat> he's been kind of mediocre all season long. The power is gone. That clutch hitting has been inconsistent. Um <clears throat> and so I gave him a C plus. He's been healthy. But he's definitely not been the, the mayhew that we expected when we paid him ninety million dollars. <laughs> Odora gave a C plus. His power's been good. Lefty presence gives you some, you know, energy and it's going to smack those home runs for you. But other than that, he's, you know, <laughs> he's okay. Nothing special. He did a nice job filling in at third base while Gio was out. So I got to give him credit there. So overall, he's been adequate. He's been fine. Tyler Wade, I actually gave him B baby minus. You can go either one. Um, Yeah, man, he's stealing bases, but he's also hitting the ball this year. If I'm correct, I didn't check, but I think he's batting two eighty-four. So, he's got the second highest batting average behind Judge now. Yeah, he's been good. He's hitting the ball now. He's stealing bases. He's playing defense, and he's becoming a... He's just a... Uh, what do you call it? A nuisance for the opposing team. I I can't believe I, I'm saying it. And, and, you know, our other backup infielder, Velasquez, has performed. I gave him a B plus. He's been excellent since he's been with us. He switch hitting... Bringing that presence, and he's excellent defensively at shortstop. Um, Glaber's coming back. I give him a D plus, though. He's not having a good year. Geo, I gave him a B-, minus. he's not been great yet since he's came back, but it was just one series. Uh, but he's been good all, you know, while healthy. He's been solid. Not the same as he's been last two years, but he's been solid. Playing defense. Has to play shortstop a few times. Has done that well. And is hitting the ball a decent amount of times, and you know the production's pretty pretty decent when you look at the numbers. Giancarlo Stanton, um, you know, did some thinking. He's been very hot lately, but overall, big picture, the whole season, I got a B plus. I think he's been very solid. Um, he's very streaky, right? He's extremely streaky. He looks like he doesn't know how to play the game sometimes. Other times, it's like, wow, he's an amazing power hitter. Uh, injuries have also they also held him back earlier in the year. Um, but he's done a pretty decent job again in the outfield. And overall, you look at the numbers. 269 with an 855 OPS, 24 home runs, 15 doubles, 67 RBIs in 109 games. It looks like he's on pace for another solid season. BB+. B Aaron Judge, he's the only Yankee position player I gave an A. I mean, he was having a nice year for most of the year, but recently it's become a robust season for him. Uh, he's now batting 292, which was it was all the way up to 295 before the offer on Sunday. He's got a 383 on base, a 538 slugging, and his OPS is now 921. He's got 29 home runs, so there's actually a shot that if he gets very hot, in September, he can get 40 now. 19 doubles, 72 RBIs, and six stolen bases. I'll tell you, man, if Otani and Vlad Guerrero Jr. didn't exist, he's probably in the MVP. Discussion top three. You take those two guys out, maybe Judge wins it. Especially if the Yankees find a way to get the division. But those two guys do exist. Uh, but yeah, Josh has been great offensively. He's also playing great defense playing center field now, too, and he's doing a nice job there. Stealing bases, so he's been good. Guardia gave a C-. minus. He's played defense. That's about it. The offense is not there anymore. Gallo is C+. Not exactly gotten hot yet with us. He's playing good defense, too. He's walking a lot, but he's not hitting the ball. Um, occasionally, he'll hit you a home run, but that's it right now. And that's pretty much what he is, but he's going to get somewhat better. Rotation. I gave a B plus they brought us here they've been very solid and the bullpen I've given a B they scare me right now but they've been okay they've been pretty damn good Lasagna's been good Litke's been a rock Peralta's been a rock since he's come here um you know there's there's some, some you know Britain on a low he's out he's done Chapman's been rough but um we've had some ups and downs but overall they have a pretty good DRA you look at it collectively <clears throat> and then the team. Last but not least, I give the Yankees as a unit a B plus. The type of season they're having, I overall, you look at a big picture, B 76 and 54 is a decent five eighty-five winning clip, which lands them in second place in the American League East at the moment, six games back from the Rays in first place. And they're up in the wild card by two games at the moment. So tonight they got the Angels. Um, I don't know who's on the mound for them. I think Otani will be pitching this series. I'd have to double check, but that's it. We're going to head to break. When we get back, we'll get to the NYY NYK question of the day. Stay with us. Alright, last time out, our NYY-NYK question of the day for 277. Which Yankees rookie won the Rookie of the Year in 1970? And your hint was he also won the AL MVP in 76. The answer to that question, it was Thurman Munson, the catcher. Won the Rookie of the Year in 70 and the MVP in 76. Tonight's episode, for episode 278, brought to you by Anchor, our NYY NYK question of the day. In 1973, from whom did George Steinbrenner purchase the New York Yankees from? And if you want a hint in this, your hint is that the previous owners purchased the team from Dan Topping and Dell Webb in 1964. So after those guys owned it and before George owned it, who were the owners then? All right, so in 1973, from whom did George Steinbrenner purchase the Yankees from? Let me know the answer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Guys, if you haven't yet, subscribed to this podcast, BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We are on all the listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many more. You can watch the podcast up on YouTube, You can subscribe to this podcast on all those platforms and more. Yankees episodes every series, Knicks every two games. We also write a blog, It's My Opinion. Recapping the series and the games, depending on how lazy I get with the Yankees and the Knicks. And if you want to follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all that information, I just mentioned the podcast, the blog, and my social on my link tree link forward slash rj guys that is it my laptop's about to die so it's a perfect time to end the episode i'll see you next time ciao this episode is brought to you by anchor podcasting made easy